It takes a special work ethic to earn a Division I scholarship. But what isn't talked about enough is how to work incredibly hard while still taking care of yourself. Athletes are humans, but at times that fact can get lost in pursuit of perfection. That was the case for Buffalo starting point guard, Hannah Hall. I'm Natalie Pierre, and Hannah joins me on this week's Mental Health Timeout for a conversation about the importance of self-care. Thank you for taking time out to talk to me, Hannah. For those who don't know, you tore your ACL your junior year of high school, and then you came back your senior year of high school, made earned a starting spot for the Canadian national team, the under-17 team. We're feeling good. And then you go off to college and you know, you I think when you're feeling good, you you expect to continue to feel like good. But you get to college and realize I'm a backup, like I'm a backup point guard. And so you kind of felt that low. And before we really dive into your mental health journey, I think that going from that high to that low is something during this time a lot of people are experiencing. Maybe they were killing it at work, they were feeling really good about themselves. And then all of a sudden this pandemic hits, they're being asked to stay home and now there's all this uncertainty. And that can be difficult for people to navigate. Looking back um, for you, what were you feeling when you first got to college and realized, oh, this is going to be different? Really before the mental health you know, issues started to set in for you, what were you just feeling in those moments? Um, I mean, at first I was really ready to accept this challenge. I was excited. I was like, well, you know what? I've never had to really fight as much as I had to, to earn a position on a team. Um, I knew no matter what I did, I was going to have to earn minutes on the court, but just knowing that I was playing behind someone was a little bit more difficult and it was definitely new territory for me. It wasn't something I was used to. Um, I was ready to accept the challenge though, for sure, which is important for all athletes and people to be ready to face challenges and face change in their life and be accepting to it, which I think a lot of us can probably um, change our mentality to right now and benefit from. But I mean, I was, I was, it was different for me for sure. It was something that I wasn't used to. It was something that I was um, definitely, yeah, not accustomed to, but I was ready to face that challenge. I think your journey is super relatable for people, especially athletes, former athletes, and people that are just super competitive or super focused and ambitious, motivated, because you were so hyper-focused on achieving your goal of earning more playing time. And, and so that's something that on its face is very difficult. I mean, very easy to understand. You know, I think most of us have been there. I know I have in athletics, whether that was in high school or college or, or at any other point. But I think, you know, so we always talk about during this pandemic, you know, we've talked about on past episodes a lot, the people that are sitting home and they're, they're in these depressive states because they don't know what to do with their time. And, but I don't think we ever talk about the people that are very driven and self-motivated because they, we think like they're winning, like they're, they're doing great. But I think, you know, for you in, in pushing yourself and challenging yourself, you said you felt like you were, you know, in the best shape of your life or working as hard as ever you know, eating as, as well as ever, putting only positive and healthy things in your body, really doing whatever you could to, you know, elevate yourself and earn your spot. But for you, that led to your coach saying, hey, Hannah, I'm worried about you. You don't look good. I can tell you're struggling. For you, when you feel like you're, you're working really hard and putting in all of that work, when she pulled you aside and said that, 
at that time, like what went through your mind? How did you feel when you heard her kind of acknowledge that, Hannah, you're going through something? Yeah. Um, well, at first I definitely was like, denial, denial, denial. You're crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm an athlete. I'm doing what I have to do. I'm like, you should be, you should be happy what I'm doing. You should be, you know, proud of me as an athlete. Like that's what I'm doing. I'm taking whatever opportunity I have and I'm working for it. And I realized very quickly that I wasn't working for something that was very realistic. I was, I was working more towards perfectionism. And I think that's, that's something that a lot of us struggle from is, and especially during this time, I mean, I've had to kind of go back to my, my, my internal, you know, cues and stuff during this time as well, just to know that when we get put into these situations and we want to strive to be perfect, we have to understand that that's not realistic and striving to be perfect ultimately probably is going to lead you somewhere that's not perfect, not even close to it or whatever that may, that may perfectionism may look like. But when she told me that I was, I was really in denial and not ready to face um, the reality of it. But also deep down, I knew morally or like inner inner self was telling me there's something wrong. There's something that's not right. If people are recognizing that, this and people are noticing it and I do trust her a lot. So for her to be able to speak out about that, it was important to me. So to hear that from someone else, I was really um, kind of started to open my eyes to it. Again, I was still not ready to face it, but I was definitely starting to think about it more, more and more. Yeah. And I think that happens a lot of times where people are struggling with something, but they actually don't even realize that they're struggling with something because they're just so focused on what's in front of them and achieving their goal. So they don't realize that now they're kind of out of control and being so in control and obsessed with whatever their goal is. I'm a perfectionist. I've been there. I've, yeah. I've been there. I've had people say, I've had coworkers. I've had my bosses say, nah, like you need to get some sleep. Like this mm -hmm. isn't, this isn't healthy. This isn't productive. You sitting here and obsessing over the things that you're doing. I know you said previously you were you were hesitant about seeing the psychologist. Like you said, denial, denial, denial. And I think, you know, for you, you said that you saw seeing a psychologist as someone, you know, that was for people with real mental health issues. You said that, like, quote, and and that you felt like that that was for people that couldn't handle things on their own. At the time, you didn't feel like you fit into that category. When did that start to change for you? When did you start to realize that I, I am this category? I am out of control. I don't know how to stop. I don't, you know, I'm losing weight, but it's not even a healthy thing now. It's not, I'm losing muscle. I'm, you know, so when did that really start to set in for you and really become very clear? Um, I would say it probably wasn't until a few sessions into seeing a therapist. At first, I was still just like opening up to it, listening to my coach, trusting that it was something I should do, listening to my to my family back home, that it was maybe something I should try out. But again, they didn't even really know the seriousness of it. But um, I just trusted the people around me and kept going. But at first, it was just not something that I thought was as serious as it could be. I, I was like, I'm just going to do this to make you guys happy. But this isn't something that is as serious as you guys think. I'm just you know, working hard. I've always been that person. I've always wanted to, you know, strive to be the best in what I do. So for me, it was just another sense of that. It wasn't anything further than that. Um, I mean, I've always supported mental health awareness and all of that my whole life, but never have I actually looked deep into what it looks like. And especially from an athlete perspective, it's hard to recognize what the level of hard work and perfectionism and, and whatever may be changes from that to okay, this is too much because we're just always surrounded with messages and stuff that are saying, 
work hard, work hard. You have to, you know, do as much as you possibly can in order to get where you want to be. Um, and unfortunately, I think people have realized the hard way that that's not true. So for me, it was, it was the hard way. It was, I was tired. I was fatigued. I was, um, in this state of, of just like being motivated, but going through the motions, not just doing it, not enjoying what I was doing, but rather just doing it. Um, that was, that was when I realized that maybe, maybe they're right. Maybe this isn't, um, just as simple as me being a, a tired student athlete anymore. This is, you know, past that, um, phase. So. For you, like you said, you've always been that really motivated person. Were you, you know, right now, I think a lot of people are sitting home and whether they've been watching Netflix for the last few months or they've been doing two days or three days and are like, I'm going to get in the best shape of my life. When I get back on the court, on the field, whatever it is, I'm going to be better than the people that were in front of me because I've used this time to really work hard. No matter who you are, it's super important that sleep that you're eating right, that you're eating enough, that you're not eating too much, that you're, you know, there's all these little things and on their face, those are simple concepts like sleep, that's important, eating, that's important. But I think again, for that super ambitious person, it can, it can get away from you. It's not that you're intentionally saying, I don't understand the value of sleep or I don't understand the value in food, but you're saying, I've just spent so much of my time working. And when you're burning, when you're doing three days or two a days and you're burning, you know, 900, a thousand calories a day, you have to make sure you're replenishing your body, which is something that, you know, even for our healthcare workers on the front lines right now, if you're, if they're working these crazy hours, it's important they go home and they sleep and that they're feeding themselves to make sure they can take care of the communities around us. For you, do you feel like self-care? I, I heard you say actually, that self-care was something you never heard of until you got to your psychologist, which again, on his face, that was like, like, that's incredible because that shouldn't be the case, obviously. Mm -hmm. But do you feel like self-care was something for you that got away from you when you were finally in this position where you're like, this is different. I really have to fight a lot harder to earn my spot here. Or do you feel like self-care was something just looking back that was always kind of difficult for you. You always struggled to make sure that you were eating enough or that you were sleeping enough. Um, I think coming into college, I was always really good at um, making sure I was taking care of my body. It was just more natural for me. It was never something I really had to prioritize. Um, but when I started to struggle and, and started to face um, all these other stressors in my life, I think that's something that got away from me, um, especially in college. But it wasn't... Um, looking back on it, I never saw it as self-care. I just saw it as natural. This is what I do to take care of myself. Um, but I also have never faced kind of the stresses that I've had to face going into college. I mean, I struggled with an injury and that was really about it. And I overcame that and was able to push through that. So I was feeling like I could kind of push through anything. Um, but the problem is I had my level of, you know, hard work and everything, which wasn't in a balance with the level of everything else in my life. So when that was so high up and I wasn't prioritizing the other things as highly, such as eating, sleeping, you know, even schoolwork, I was, you know, really working hard in school. That was right up there too. But again, that comes with the overworking myself as well, because no matter how much I study, for example, if I'm not sleeping, then I'm probably not going to see those benefits. And that was something that unfortunately hit me physically and mentally rather than um, me being able to recognize it before. So yeah, I think self-care was something that, that got away from me a lot when I got to college for sure, but it's something that I 
trying to, I am trying to still work on prioritizing right now um, in my life because it's just super important, especially in times like this. So. Absolutely. And like, you know, team sports come with this built in community. And, you know, especially in college, I remember you're around your teammates 24 seven almost. And, you know, even though you're around them all the time, it can be really difficult when someone's struggling with something to turn to the people around them and say, I think I I'm struggling with this. How like, can you help hold me accountable for you? What was the process of opening up to your teammates like for you with about your struggles? And then did them know, you know, we haven't actually mentioned, you know, because I think it's much more difficult for people to relate to anorexia for, but it's a lot easier for people to relate to putting in a lot of work and not prioritizing things like sleep, but your diagnosis was actually anorexia, which I think for a lot of people and in just, you know, talking, you know, through the process of putting together, like, like how should we break, like shape this interview? It was, man, like I, I had people say that I've never heard of someone having an anorexia diagnosis, like accidentally, like they didn't realize that it was something that it just kind of fell into it because they just worked that hard, but that was your diagnosis. So when you spoke to your team and said, I was diagnosed with anorexia, was it, what was that like for you? Was it easier for you? Because now you have much, many more people around you that know exactly what you're going through and can kind of help hold you accountable. Um, I mean, it's, being vulnerable in that situation is super hard for anyone. It's, it was, it was not comfortable for me. It wasn't something I wanted to do, but, um, I knew that I, um, had to be open with my teammates in order to, to be better. And and that was when I finally started to realize before that, that, you know, I have to open up and, and, and use the resources around me and my teammate, what teammates are my family. So it would be like someone being at home and shutting out their family through the recovery process. Um, I understood that those were the people that were going to be around me most often if I wanted to stay and continue to play basketball and continue to be a part of the Buffalo community and be a part of that family that that was what I had to do. Um, I had to, you know, lean on my sisters and lean on the people around me, but it wasn't easy. It's not easy for anyone. Um, for a while we, we talked about not even mentioning my diagnosis or whatever specifics in, um, like what happened in my therapy sessions. But for me, when I released my video, I realized there's no, if I'm not being honest and being open about everything, then I'm still stigmatizing the mental health because the problem is the word in general, anorexia, you know, any type of eating disorder is so uncomfortable for people to say. It's so uncomfortable for people to face. And I think for me, um, my, my scenario was very, at first I thought was very unique in that, you know, people said I had no idea or how do you, how do you not know? Um, after I released my video, so many people reached out to me and said they're in the same situation and they just losing little amounts of weight at the same time. And, you know, seeing your muscles start to show, maybe not gain, but start to show as an athlete is because of the messages we're surrounded by, it's so reassuring. So it's so hard to break that as well. You know, it's like not, we're not big football players, for example, who are expected to be big and strong. We're, we're quick basketball players and yeah, we're supposed to have strength or for a lot of people we're quick volleyball players or swimmers or runners. And there's that person that it's supposed to look like. Um, and people get stuck in that and, and it's reassuring in a way the athlete world is reassuring that, wow, you know, you look good. You look like you lost some weight. Like you look like you're running a little faster, but they don't understand maybe what's truly going on beneath the surface. So for me, I wanted to be honest with my teammates, be open because I knew that if I wanted other people to be open, which was my goal of the whole thing, then it would have to start with me. So, 
Yeah. And, and I mean, I've obviously, I've been open with a lot of like my story and my journey, but one thing that I haven't actually spoken a whole bunch about was when I was in college, I struggled for a point with anorexia and it was a lot of the same things. It was, I became, I was like, I'm going to get in the best shape ever. I'm not a person that loves run. I love to compete. So I love to train in, in situations. I played volleyball. So I like to go play volleyball. I like to, you know, but I, I didn't have a problem lifting and, and doing that or the Stairmaster, but I hated running. And I made myself, I was like, I'm going to become like better. So I need to fall in love with running or learn how to get through it. And so I would run 10 miles a day. I would, I would do all of these crazy things. I was eating like only, I was counting calories at a crazy amount. I was, I was literally marking down like, okay, I had 20 grapes now. All right. And it's like, you're running 10 miles a day on top of other workouts. Like what, like you're not, you're, I mean, I think I lost like 40 pounds or something. It was crazy because I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, I was smaller than I am right now to start. And so, you know, it was just, it got away from you. But I think when people think and hear anorexia, they have a picture in their mind of what that looks like. And it's not athletes. It's not people that are going out and competing in, on, in a sports environment. Because, you know, in sports, we're taught when you feel like you can't go anymore, like do a few more reps. Like we call it mental toughness. And so that's, that's, that's applauded. That's encouraged. They're like, wow, like you're, you're tough. Like you can push through. But again, when it gets away from you, that line between being mentally tough and, you know, struggling with your mental health, because now you're not in control of this any longer and it's gotten out of control can be difficult for you, you know, knowing all that you, you know, now and, and going through everything you've gone through to this point, how have you been spending your time now during this quarantine? And is there anything that you've done to make sure that you're both staying healthy, staying in shape and ready for your, for your senior season, but that you're also not like out of control with it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's something that's so important right now. Um, there's so many extremes to this pandemic. Um, people like we were mentioned, you were mentioning before, may sit on their couch for all day and watch, you know, the entire series of a Netflix show. But, and then other people may work out, you know, two, three, four times a day because that's all they have to do. And it's, for me, it's just been about finding that balance. Um, I was super busy at school, obviously, but I was able to find balance because I was busy doing other things. Um, when I got home, I quickly became, you know, had to, I realized I had to become more aware of, of what I was doing because I was, oh, this is cool. We can find new ways to work out and, and whatnot. But at the same time, you still have to rest and understand that just because we're at home and in different environments, it doesn't mean we need to fill our days from 8am to 9pm. Go, 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 go. Um, you know, I have 10 minutes here, I'm going to go and do this or clean this out or whatever, because we still have to take care of ourselves. And I think that's been really hard for a lot of people is finding that balance between maybe working out or whatever, eating, cooking, and just relaxing too, because you already have that kind of sense that, you know, we're stuck at home, we don't need to be relaxing, or we're not out doing stuff. And, and that's been difficult for me, for sure. I think everyone can say that that's probably been difficult. But um, I'm just trying to, to every single day remind myself of that balance and know that I don't need to be filling my days with, um, you know, yoga, then this, then class, then, then whatever meeting, Zoom call and all of that, but rather, you know, still taking the time to rest and relax, spend some time with family. 
um, stuff that you wouldn't really be able to do. Um, for me, I'm, I'm personally doing, still working out, um, still kind of following the same um, season that I would be following as if I was at school. Um, so right now we're, we're going into exams next week. So I'm still working out and stuff. Once exams finish, I'd be going home. And usually I take a few weeks off when I come home from the school semester just to like recoup, get all those like injuries and stuff healed up. So that's kind of what I'm doing right now. Um, doing workouts, staying in touch with our team for sure and doing that stuff, but also taking time to, to rest and relax. Um, some time that I know right now I'm going to have, but I don't know that I'm going to have um, in five years from now. So it's, it's, taking whatever has been presented to me and just kind of using it to the best of my opportunity. It's been uncomfortable. It's been hard for sure. I think anyone who struggles with mental health can agree that this is probably the hardest time um, for anyone, but it's about prioritizing and taking that time right now while you have it to kind of sit in that discomfort and, you know, re reset and think of, okay, what's the new ways that I can, you know, learn to, to cope with whatever you're facing. So for me, I've, I've learned and I'm finding my, it's still every day is, is something new, but it's just about recognizing it and being aware of it is the biggest thing um, right now. So. As you said, you knew, or you advocated for mental health before you really had and, and understood your own mental health struggles for you from your juniors or you're about to, you just finished your junior season, obviously in a very unconventional way, the college basketball season ended, but for you from your freshman season, really at the beginning of you starting to really struggle a lot till now, what have you learned about mental health and, and what mental health is that maybe you didn't understand before? Um, for me personally, I think biggest understanding of mental health is it comes in every single shape and size. Um, that was, that's the biggest problem with our stigma right now is you see someone who is struggling and you can physically tell that they're struggling and there can be someone right standing next to them and you'd have no idea that they've been through what they've been through. Um, so being open to that and understanding that allowed me to actually help myself a lot more. Um, something that I really struggled with coming back, you know, I had to obviously regain a lot of weight in order to be healthy to play again, um, let alone even be able to to be out on the court for as long as we were and, and whatnot and, and to keep up with everyone else. But um, getting that kind of reassurance from everyone else saying, you know, this looks good, you look good and all of that is something that made me realize, you know, gaining weight or losing weight or whatever it may be looks different for everyone. And mental health comes in the same way. I know that there's so many athletes around me that came out to me after I released my story and just said, you know, I realized that I was struggling with this too. And I, and I didn't even know it before I saw your story. And that, that is another eye opener for me is like people right around you, you probably have no idea um, that are struggling with it. So I think that was the biggest thing for me was just recognizing that it's so common and I, I like to laugh about it with people when they talk about it and make it really like light and joyful because I think that's how it should be. Um, I believe that just as if you are going into, you know, treat your hamstring, you should be able to go in and, and, you know, get help for whatever you may be feeling. It shouldn't be something that's like embarrassing. Whereas at first I was really in denial of it. Um, so for me, that's kind of the approach I've started to take on it. And what I've learned through all of this is, in order for me to, to get the message across that I want to get across, it needs to be just a really comfortable conversation and really open. So that's what I'm trying to do, especially in the Buffalo community, open up to a lot of people. Um, and, and that's, that's definitely something I've learned through it. So. 
for you now, I mean, just, I mean, for like this time, are you, I think you said you're on zoom calls with people. I think people look at social media, they'll be on Instagram. They'll see these pictures and they'll be like, Oh, like, it's so good to see Hannah's doing great. I saw she's done three workouts today. Or, you know, I just was on a call with my whole team and they all seem to be doing so well, but obviously for the most part, most of us for an hour can get on a zoom call and present like we're doing well quarantine, you know, there, this isn't an issue for us. I know it's hard, but like I'm, I'm thriving throughout it. And then they get off the call and they're doing these very like obsessive things or they're doing the, these things that, that aren't good, whether that's binge drinking or whether that's working out for 12 hours a day. So for the, the people, cause again, I'm somebody, I have OCD. I have a very obsessive personality. So I, when I get like into working on something, just like when I was like playing volleyball, I would train and I would train and I would train. And then I just transferred a lot of that over when I started my career into working and working and working and not being able to like leave it and go. And so I've had to be very intentional now about, okay, you've worked extremely hard today, but you've worked for 14 hours and now you need to go find something else to do with your time because this can't be like how you spend all of your time for you. Is there anything you would say just to athletes, um, college or otherwise that have been spending this time trying to be super productive that maybe things that they can look out for where, you know, maybe it's getting away from them and maybe they need to dial back. Um, for sure. Yeah. I mean, this is a time for us to realize. So what I was saying before is how I'm following as if I was at school is this is the school year's ending and we have to realize as athletes in order for us to perform and peak when we need to peak throughout a season, there has to be time for our bodies to rest and recover. And so when we're finishing off the school year and, you know, this is your off season now, even though your off season looks different from other people or, or I mean, other um, years because of this, obvious this health crisis that's going on, um, it's important to still take care of our bodies. If we were at school, we wouldn't be training as if we're playing this week or training as if we're um, preparing for a marathon run or whatever it may be. So it's important to kind of recognize that and understand that this is not the time where you should be super fatigued or super tired. Um, it's not the time where your muscles should be feeling like they're going to pull or tear or anything like that. This is the time where you can sit back and take care of those muscles. There's a difference between staying in shape and, and overworking. And I think that's something that a lot of athletes need to discover right now um, at this time is knowing that balance because um, for so many of us, we do so much so often that we don't realize that kind of balance between, okay, this is too many reps compared to this is not enough reps and when it's going to start hurting our performance rather than helping our performance. And it's hard right now, again, not to understand that when you're not performing because you don't have anything to gauge your energy from, which is dangerous for a lot of athletes who are, you know, perfectionists or really determined because they don't have anything externally to really slow them down. Um, so that's where you have to kind of dial back and really, you know, take 10 minutes a day to just think about yourself. How are you feeling? How are you? Um, how did you feel after yesterday? Maybe you had a workout yesterday and you feel like you can't even get out of bed this morning. You know, those are the cues that are telling you your body. Okay. Either you didn't get enough sleep, you didn't eat well, or you're doing too much in general. Um, 
if you wake up the next morning and you're feeling great, maybe that's the time to be like, okay, my, my body, I'm doing the right things. Kind of, it's really just dialing into our bodies and listening to our mind and, and what's within us because of there isn't much around us um, that can tell us. Our trainers aren't there to tell us, hey, your heart rate monitor showed that you guys had a really hard workout today, so you should eat this much, much blah, 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 whatever it may be. So really just taking the time to dial into ourselves is something I think is really important right now. Um, especially not pushing aside our feelings, allow yourself, if you wake up and you're tired, this is the time to rest and relax and not overwork yourself. Um, if you wake up and you're stressed, you know, take 20 more minutes to lie in bed and find that like grounding before you get out of bed and start to face your day. Um, it's, it's stuff like that. It's, it's just finding cues and finding your normal because there's so many, um, things around us that are telling us this is the normal. Okay. I saw that this person on Instagram is doing this live workout in this. And so you're like, well, this is what I have to do, but this is the time to find your normal, which looks different from a lot of other people and really get comfortable with that. Um, that's something that I think can benefit from a, a lot of athletes right now. So I, if I was to give any advice, it would definitely be that. So. No, thank you so much, Hannah, just for, for your advice, for sharing your journey. I think again, it's a, something that's, as relatable as anything that we've talked about on on this podcast on this show and I, you know i hope that you know people are able to learn and and just evaluate keeping you know making sure that they are keeping themselves healthy and not doing you know being extreme about it so i appreciate you taking the time yeah for sure it was super awesome to be on your show um Again, anyone who's struggling right now, just know that it's not, um, you're not alone and that everyone is going through it. And this is the time to really step back and, and face it and, and face and accept these challenges and that we're all gonna get through this, but it just may look a little bit different for everyone, so. That's an awesome message to end on, so I'm not even gonna say anything else. <laughs>